You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Thursday, everyone. This is ACC kickoff day, which means that it is the basically the start of the fall football season as the ACC media will be meeting today with uh, Jeff Halfley, Phil Dracovic, Marcus Valdez, and Zion Johnson. They'll get to ask questions, get you know, do the usual media circuit type thing with them. On Wednesday, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, talked to the media about uh, the state of the ACC and brought up some really interesting points that I wanted to talk about today. Um, But before we get into that, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today on the show, which is the ACC Atlantic Division. We're going to get, you know, yesterday's show, if you have not listened to, please go back. We talked about the Coastal. We're going to preview the Atlantic today, so make sure you check that out. You want to hear our thoughts on each team uh, heading into the 2021 season. So as I was saying, Jim Phillips, the new ACC commissioner from Northwestern, uh, he talked about uh, some of the big topics that hit the ACC this offseason. Now, the big one, obviously, is name, image, and likeness. This is the first time that athletes are going to be able to be paid. He, you know, he brought up some good points. He talked about how uh, this is the first time that this has happened and that they're, you know, they need they need more guidance. They need more structure around this. So it doesn't become a recruiting advantage for schools. It doesn't become um, an unfair thing for certain uh, schools. Um, and he wants to see more federal legislation around this to make sure that it's structured and not just kind of hodgepodge here and there. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, the big thing that I thought that Boston College fans would also care about was that he brought up the Comcast issue with the ACC network. Now, he talked about the, the growth of the ACC network. And that this year, they're going to have some big games on there. One of the big games he mentioned was going to be uh, Clemson and Boston College on o- October 2nd. So mark that on your calendars. If, you, if you're if you a Comcast subscriber, you might want to find a different place to watch that game because at least if they don't fix it by now, it's not going to happen. But uh, he was mentioning that they've made a lot of strides. I know when he first took over, the hope was that they'd have it fixed by the end of the beginning of the season. Uh, he didn't give any updates on that, but he does understand. I know a lot of you are really upset that you know the ACC network is not not part of your Comcast package. He's trying to fix that. Uh, so cross your fingers on that. I know that's a big one. And the other big piece that he talked about uh, was vaccinations. And I'm not going to go down the political road. I promise you, that's not my thing. Uh, but he just talked about, you know, there's seven schools that have mandatory vaccinations that they're hoping to get every school above 85% threshold, but it's a member school only. Uh, they, they decide how their schools are going to go. Uh, but it sounds like they're going in the right direction, at least in the ACC. I know I saw Nick Rolovic of uh, um, of uh, Washington State, their head coach, saying that he's refusing to, um, and that's his prerogative. But uh, we'll have to see how the season goes with the Delta vac- uh, variation going on. Uh, things can get a little sticky, so hopefully. Um those numbers stay high and that these players can stay safe. Also brought up Notre Dame, uh, who, you know, was going to lead us into our next conversation. But he was saying that Notre Dame, he'd love to have them stay in the ACC. You know, last year they were a um, one-year member for football only. And this year they're not, they're going back to independence. But, you know, he, he, he knows where they stand and, you know, the, the offer is always there for them to join the ACC. I, I think Notre Dame would love, I would love to see them back, but I just don't see it happening. Um, I see them as a staying independent, especially with the new playoff system that's being proposed. It doesn't seem like they will uh, be making that jump. So that was that piece. 
You know, it's just a lot of, you know, there was a lot of talk about other pieces of stuff about the ACC. Uh, but those were the three big topics I thought that were interesting. So uh, check out his, you could check out my remarks on bcbulletin.com. I kind of broke down more about what he talked about uh, and went into detail on that. But the other piece of news that came out on Wednesday had nothing to do with Boston College, at least directly. And it was more realignment discussions. It, it feels like this has been a, a dead issue for a while. You know, there hasn't really been any big moves since Rutgers and uh, Maryland went to the Big Ten and Louisville went to the ACC, but they popped up again big time on Wednesday as the, there were reports out of the Houston Chronicle that Texas and Oklahoma have started to uh, reach out to the SEC. And it sounds like from what they're saying, it's not just like initial talks, that they've actually had really big conversations. And the way the quotes are coming out from Greg Sankey, the AC, uh, SEC um, commissioner and the ADs of both Oklahoma and Texas there seems to be a lot of fire beneath the smoke. So that's big news. Obviously, that's going to really shake things up because if Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, that the, the whole college football landscape changes because Oklahoma and Texas are two of the marquee programs in the country. And I know Texas has been down for a while, but they are, you know, in terms of money, they're one of the biggest. So you put those in the SEC, you now have a conference that has Alabama, they have Florida, they have LSU, they have Texas A&M, they have Georgia, they have Auburn. You have a superpower conference, and that's what it is. I don't know how the SEC is going to manage all those teams, but that's what they're gonna. That's what, what they would do. But the big, you know, that's one piece you're gonna look at. You're gonna look at a conference that's gonna completely change the landscape uh, of how you know the, the rankings go and, and and things like that. But the other piece that's going to happen is if they leave, what is to say that the Big 12 is even going to stay around anymore? Because those are the two anchors of that pro- of that conference. You already lost Texas A&M out of the Big 12, that who was another one. Now you lose you lose Texas and Oklahoma. That conference is toast. They're they're gone. And I always thought it would be the Pac-12 uh, that would leave uh, or dissolve first, but it looks like to me that if this happens, the Big 12 is gone. So then you have to look at what happens to some of these schools. Now, from a Boston College perspective, the big one to watch for has to be West Virginia. I mean, obviously, an old Big East foe. They have the you know they're right in the um, the the recruiting footprint for a lot of the different recruits that you know the our schools go after. They're not necessarily a fit academically, but that's okay. But they fit in. So if if the Big 12 was to dissolve, you grab West Virginia, then who's that other spot? Do you push – do you make a deal with the devil? Somehow figure out a way to get Notre Dame in because then you have your even number. You have a bigger conference. Boom, you're done. Or does something else happen? Do, do, do they poach from another conference? And again, this is – this stuff is going to spiral. It's going to go, and it's going to go, and it's going to go. So we'll have to see what happens with this conference realignment. Right now, it's all talk, and it seems like it's always summer talk. I mean, last year was all COVID talk. You didn't really talk about that, but it seems like every year there's different uh, conference realignment talk. But this one seems pretty serious, so we'll we'll keep an eye on it because it's it's. For, I mean, for me, it's fascinating stuff. I find this stuff endlessly fascinating. Um, the different reiterations and how football could change again. Um, and I love to see changing in football. It's just part of the, the natural progression of the sport. So we'll check that out as we go along. In a moment, we're going to talk about the ACC uh, Atlantic. But before we do that, let me tell you about the live NBA draft show. I was talking to Candace uh, Cooper on the Locked On ACC channel yesterday. If you haven't checked that out, please do. 
they have um, NBA draft goat Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host Raphael Bar- Barlow, and locked on NBA host and my favorite host on our whole network, John Corrales, and they will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today for your uh, sorry today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Now, let's talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving customers for over 20 years. Rockauto.com is the best when you want to save time and money. Why spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store when you can go over to rockauto.com and save? They have everything you need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. And when you head on over, check out their easy-to-use catalog where you just put your make and model in. Boom. Everything they have will come right up for you. Now, when you head over to rockauto.com and you make your purchase, make sure you write locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, box, so they know how we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. The Locked On Boston College podcast is supported in part by the Charlestown Law Group. You need to know about the Charlestown Law Group. If you or someone you know have recently received a traffic violation, speeding, or other moving violation that you would like to contest, then you need to call the Charlestown Law Group. Attorney Jason Campbell and his team, Cannon, will help you fight the ticket. Did you know that a moving violation can stay on your insurance record for five to six years? One conviction can cost you thousands of dollars. If you want to win, you generally need an attorney. Why not hire a professional litigator with a track record of success? Jason Campbell at Charlestown Law Group will fight for you. He's a proud Boston College graduate. And attorney Campbell is an experienced litigator that will be able to tell you if you have merit before you go to court, saving you both time and money. The Charlestown Law Group will fight tickets anywhere in Massachusetts, and they offer discounted rates for Boston College students and alumni. Charlestown Law Group specializes in traffic violations, and they will fight for you. Call them immediately at 617-872-8652. Again, that's 617-872-8652 for a free consultation, or visit the charlestownlawgroup.com. Go Eagles! This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I'm the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. If this is your first time listening to a Locked On Boston College podcast, I want to thank you, first of all, for giving us a chance. I hope you enjoy it. We are a daily Boston College podcast. We're going to be doing this five days a week. Make sure to follow Locked On Boston College wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Locked On BC. Well... We're going to talk about the Atlantic Division now, and obviously this is the group that Boston College fans and their alumni know the best because these are the teams that Boston College plays every year. And when you're talking the Atlantic, the first team that you have to talk about is Clemson. Clemson is a team that, again, is going to be the favorite heading into the season, as they should be. You know, they lost Trevor Lawrence, and that is a big loss for any program other than Clemson, who just seems to reload with more five-star recruits. Now, they have quarterback DJ. DJ Uyagalale, who looks to be the, the next answer, the next best thing in, in college football. And I, you know, I know he struggled at the beginning of the BC game, but man, he turned it on that second half and showed what he's capable of. Now he's got the full reins heading into the season, and he's gonna have some talent with him. Obviously, he's got Justin Ross, who's coming back after an injury that derailed him for all of 2020. He could be one of the best uh, uh, wide receivers in the conference. I think he's got wide receiver one written all over him and a first-round draft pick. You just need talent like that. And, of course, around them, they're going to have even more talent. I look at that defense, and you know they have Skalski at linebacker, and they have Nolan Turner, who could be one of the best safeties in the country. And, you know, they also have Miles Murphy, an edge defender. I mean, when you have 
when you have Brent Venables as your defensive coordinator, who's now the highest paid defensive coordinator or coordinator in the country, and he should be because he's one of the best, and he's going to recruit guys that fit his system, and they are elite players at this point. Now, so Clemson's going to have an elite defense. It's going to be that offense, and can you know DJ and Ross and uh, Nagata, and you know they've got three offensive linemen that are on many uh, all ACC rosters. They're going to be very good. And there's a possibility that Clemson could just run the table, uh, but they could also struggle too. You know, DJ, this is his first year. He's going to run right into the fire that first game. He's going to play Georgia. Georgia has one of the best defenses in the country. Will he be able to manage that? And and, and how will he kind of react to those the, the pressure of a game like that right off the bat? But when you're talking favorites, Clemson should be the favorite to win the ACC. Secondly, right behind them is NC State. Now, this team, you know, they're NC State. They they have their ups and downs. They did well last year, but they played an easy schedule. But they have some talent on this team. When I look at them, I like I like their defense a lot. They have two great linebackers in Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore. Peyton Wilson Wilson could be the best linebacker in the ACC. I think he's, a, he's an outstanding player. He's a game changer. He's absolutely a game changer. And then you look at uh, their offense. Now, Devin Leary, you don't want to sleep on him. I think he's a good quarterback. And when you when you have a running back like Zonovan Knight behind him, Zonovan Knight is going to be one of the best. I think he's going to be the best running back in the ACC. So NC State has everything. They have the talent. They're well-rounded. They've got elite um, play, playmakers on the defense. Will they be able to put it all together? Will they be able to take that step to be the number two? Or are they going to lose to BC? Are they going to, you know, that's going to be a big question mark there. So those are our two first team uh, play teams. Next, let's look at the bottom of the ACC, a team that I have no faith will do much of anything this year, and that's Syracuse. Syracuse, you know, on yesterday's show, I talked about Virginia Tech being a team that has a coach on the hot seat. Syracuse is uh, right up there because I don't think I think the the sheen off of Dino Babers has really uh, worn off. He had that really great offense under. Um, Eric Dungy, but it seems now that it was mostly Dungy and maybe not Babers. I don't see a quarterback on this team. I know they've got Schrader, the the transfer from Mississippi State, battling with Tommy DeVito, who's back after injury. I mean, DeVito has not shown me at all that he can be a ACC-level quarterback. Um, And Schrader, he's been a question mark. So I don't know who's going to be their quarterback. I don't have much faith in that. Now, they have a good running back, um, but when you play the style of offense they have, running backs are kind of a dime a dozen. They don't really play that big of a role because you're playing speed offense all the time. Their defense is interesting. You know, they they replaced their defensive coordinator in 2019 after getting slacked by BC. And they played pretty well on defense last year. I mean, when they played against BC, when Grossell had a, uh, when actually when Dracovic was playing with one arm, they played pretty well. Uh, but they're a team that's going to struggle. And I just don't think, I don't see it on in the recruiting trail. I don't see it in the coaching staff that this is going to be a team that goes anywhere. I absolutely project project that Syracuse is going to be the bottom of the ACC Atlantic. It's not even going to be close. Um, and they're going to be just a bad team to watch this year. In a moment, we're going to finish talking about the ACC Atlantic. I want to have some thoughts about the remaining teams, including Louisville, Boston College, and Wake Forest and Florida State. Before we do that, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports wagers. It's baseball season, so you can head on over before the first pitch and make your bets on any uh, baseball game that you can think of. 
BetOnline is fast, it's safe, and secure. When you head on over, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus. Now, BetOnline is great. You can make wagers on anything, whether you can bet on boxing, wrestling, futures, college football, whatever you want, BetOnline has it all. Remember, head on over to BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON to receive 50%. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have my dad stop by, and he's going to talk to us on Fan Friday. Uh, We'll have a quick little conversation with him, and we're going to get into also, uh, just me without my dad, um, the um, ACC Media Days and uh, the conversations that go on with Jeff Halfley, Phil Dracovic, and the other players that are there. So you're going to want to check that out. Now, we're jumping back into the Atlantic, and I have lots of thoughts on all the teams. Now, I just talked to you about how I'm selling hard on Syracuse. I think NC State could be good. Another team that I'm I don't understand is Florida State. Now they got Mackenzie Milton. He's a transfer quarterback from UCF who was amazing when he was with the uh, with UCF Knights, the Black Knights. Now I don't know what he's going to be able to do because he's coming back from a catastrophic leg injury that made it look like he may never play again. Now he looked great from what I've heard in spring practice. He could be the net, the the future of uh, Florida State in terms of this year, and he could really bring them back up. That's a big question mark, though. This is a team that last year was just a complete disaster. They were a mess up and down this roster. You know, with new head coach uh, Mike Norvell, you know, he he just was struggling with that roster, but now he's getting more and more of his guys in. You know, he, he, he lost the guys that maybe weren't buying in, and that's what happens with the new coach. So can they do it, and can they get that, that swagger back that Florida State usually has? Mackenzie Milton, he's a name to watch for. I don't know what he's going to do. But if he if he can command that offense, there's obviously going to be always enough talent on a Florida State team to do well. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Another team that I'm selling low on, and I saw David Hale uh, of ESPN put out his preseason uh, projections and his rankings, and he had Boston College at fifth, which I died. I was like, okay. Uh, but he also he had you know like Zay Flowers off of his. Um, all ACC team. He picked some guy from UNC who could be good, but he had seven catches last year over Zay Flowers. So I think he's a little deep in the weeds in terms of his stat usage, which is fine that to each their own. But he had BC fifth. And the team he had second was not NC State, who I've seen a lot. I've also seen Wake Forest at second. It was Louisville. And I don't get that. I don't... I am not a Malik Cunningham fan. Um, I know he beat BC in 2019. I thought he looked pretty weak last year. Uh, he looked confused a lot of times. I mean, you, he was fast enough to, to beat BC's defense, but that was just because BC's defense was slow. Louisville was bad, and he was a turnover machine last year. Now, they may fix that. That's easy to do. Um, or not easy to do, but it, it can happen. Um, but I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see Louisville as the second best team. I don't see them as the third. I, I see them near the bottom. Um, and it's not a, a dig at Scott Satterfield. It's not a dig at this program at all. Just where I see them in terms of the rankings. A team I think Boston College uh, will struggle with the most or that could be the, the second or third best team is Wake Forest. This is a team that is well-coached. I, I love Dave Clawson. I think he's a good coach. He, he's just like halfway. He maximizes what he has. Um, and they're going to have, they have, you know, Jaquari Robbins, Robertson, their, their wide receiver, who's as good, if not better than Zay Flowers. Uh, and if they can get him the ball with Sam Hartman, they could be one of the best teams in the con- in the in the conference, uh, right behind you know that tier right be- below Clemson and UNC. 
Uh, so, it, it, you know, when you look at the Atlantic, you see these teams. You, you have the top. Obviously, it's going to be Clemson. You have the bottom, and that's going to be Syracuse, whether they like it or not. And then you have this blob in the middle. And it all depends on who you believe in. Who do you think is going to be the team that takes that next step, that can be the number two team? Or a team that could actually knock off Clemson. I mean, Clemson is not Superman this year. They're not Alabama. You can beat them. There's teams out there that can beat them. Um, but will it happen? And I think that's a question that, that remains to be seen. And who will be the number two? Because if you're the number two in the Atlantic, you're going to get a good bowl game. You're going to get, you know, you'll face an SEC team or a Big Ten team and a good good bowl you want that you want to get you to that level you'll be a top 25 team can boston college be that team we don't know yet i personally think they could be but as i said david hale has him fifth um i and i don't know why but that's where he has him so we'll have to find out more about that uh as the season goes along so hopefully you enjoyed our conversation again tomorrow we're going to talk about the acc media days i'll tell you what jeff halfley had to say we'll get into all of that check out my work at bcbulletin.com make sure to like and subscribe to us here on lockdown boston college and if you like to talk to other bc fans head on to over to maroon and gold forums.com now with stuff actually happening it's a really fun place to, to interact with myself my other writers and bc fans all over the place it's free it's a free forum to just join. And if you want extra content, head on over to BC Bulletin and sign up for premium. It's 50 bucks for the year if you sign up for the year. Super great deal. You'll get all sorts of great recruiting news from me and all sorts of great information, including access to our premium boards and Discord channel. I hope you consider it. It's a great deal. I hope you uh, become part of our premium family. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow for another show, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.